Hey, loves. Welcome to the last interview of the season for Sierra and Ryan. Talk the talk. Sierra and Ryan Talk the Talk is all about putting book talkers like you at the center of the story. This season, we have met some of the most incredible book talkers, found out a lot about them personally, a lot of incredible book wrecks. Our shelves are getting more and more packed, and we have made so many friends, deeper friendships with our friends in our heads along the way. Uh, and we have been your guides this whole time. My name is Ryan at Rye underscore Brary, and my friend, I can't I believe this. This is it. I am Sierra at cc.v.reading on TikTok as well. The whole reason that Ryan and I started this podcast was to get to know other book talkers, learn about what they're reading, learn about what makes them tick, and just learn about things that they enjoy overall. Yeah, this episode, our final, we decided on a really special guest for our last interview of the season and one that is so interesting and so intelligent and so complex and that is schizophrenic reads nathan, yes. nathan. Oh. i am really really you know i'm a non-fiction i'm like a i don't i don't want to say secret like it's i'm not <laughs> obsessed with it but i just don't talk about it often i love nonfiction. i probably yes. read the majority of that and i am very excited to talk to Nathan, to meet Nathan, and to get all of the all the nonfiction wrecks. I am just excited for the conversation that we have. You and I, we both follow him, obviously, right? Yes. And he has such, like you said, an open platform, very much like an open book about his mental health, yep. uh, about paid partnerships and things like that. So I'm really excited to dig into uh, a full conversation. I think this will be uh, a very important interview that we have here that could really uh, take us to another level. So I'm excited to like just talk to him and pick his brain and yep. learn more about him personally. Yeah. Nathan yeah. has shed light on a lot of different aspects of the book talk journey and all of those paid partnerships and really making the conversation an open dialogue with mm. the rest of the community. So there is a almost like a level set fair, even playing field like, hey, everyone, this is what they're offering me. Is this a normal rate? With the mental health, there are very honest conversations that Nathan has had about not only just inner feelings and thoughts, but about benefits and about how that affects Nathan's livelihood. And I think that those things are important conversations and fascinating and why Nathan has a giant fandom. I giant. Mean, I, I think I know Nathan gives me, he really is what I would consider a leader in the book talk community. He's one Absolutely. that everybody across the platform knows. Follows, yeah. And you, you, and you kind of like go to him like when you're, like even like when he, his his thoughts on the New York Times bestseller list, which are some of my favorite videos of his, <laughs> and learning so much about that whole situation. Like he's highly informed in this industry in terms of books and whatnot, whether it's nonfiction or not. So I'm just, I think this is going to be an awesome interview, and I can't I wait agree. to meet him. I think he has a really nice face, so I can't wait to see that nice face. <laughs> you know, there's so many serious topics that Nathan broaches, but. Every time that I swipe up, I do. I kind of get that like squishy, I want to hug you feeling. 
I (laughs) hug me and tell me all about the terrible things that we have to find. I love diving into books about mental health. I'm telling you, it is. I just finished the Bell Jar, um, and there was some um, stuff at the end I wasn't like a huge fan of. But in general, I think that those books, especially someone who has a lot of um, depression um, and anxiety issues that happen and pop up a lot, I find myself diving into books about that. And you've, sometimes you are like, you see yourself on the page and it makes you feel less crazy in your own mind. And I think that Nathan is a personification of that for so many people who might not have the capacity to get into the full book for whatever reason, but can watch that clip and feel seen and feel understood. And it's, it's so cool. I'm, I'm really excited. I am too. I guess. With that being said, for the last episode of our of the season, friends, should we prepare for a talk? Let's talk the talk. guys we are back and we as you can see we have our awesome guest here i have crowned him in my head as the king of nonfiction, nathan from schizophrenic reads how are you welcome to the show welcome i'm doing i'm doing well i uh i still haven't gotten quite used to the the nickname that i've been receiving so um i do use it in my twitter bio uh but that's mostly just like a joke for myself and and not very serious i did put it in my tiktok bio at one point and uh i took it down within about 30 minutes so it was yeah i was like i don't i don't know that i can live up to to you better own your royalty okay yes yes we're talking to the king here so i want to run down quick numbers you have 70 thousand followers on tiktok that's insane that is yeah. insane especially for a book account yeah it's a lot and it's um it's happened steadily i yeah. you know i haven't had uh one of those super viral videos it's just been like an onslaught of um you know every day just you know just people joining in and stuff so and it, it's overwhelming because i think in uh, i didn't see this happening like at all but it's cool so I've been really enjoying it. I think you're like the perfect person for this app because TikTok loves authenticity and you are nothing but authentic when you come across the screen, whether whether you're talking about mental health and we'll get into all of this stuff, but people love to see themselves represented in one way or another and just love to see people being real. So I just want to say thank you for that. And I think you having 70K goes hand in hand with you just keeping it real all of the time. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, this is one of the reasons I like TikTok so much is just like, I, I don't have to dress up. I don't have to get perfect lighting. I don't have to sound perfect every day. I just, I say what I want to say and I I dress the way I want to dress. And like it, I I think Instagram is like a a beauty competition half the time. And um, I just, I don't have the energy for that. So this is, <laughs> TikTok's my perfect platform. I can, I can just hop off the couch and film for a minute and we'll see how it goes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nathan, you've gotten so popular that we've started to see so many incredible boxes being sent your way. The other day I saw one that had 
an overwhelming amount of books in it. Are you, how are you managing the onslaught of just pure stuff coming in? Yeah. Uh, halfway through the year, I'm going to do a video of all the books I've bought compared to all the books that I've been sent. And uh, the books that I've been sent is just, it's wild. Um, I, I think it's one, it's just because I'm one of the very few voices in that space. So they just kind of like look to me to hype stuff up. Yeah. Um, and, and like at this point, I've had to let publishers know like, yeah, you can send me something, but I, I can't guarantee I'm talking about it. I can't guarantee I'm talking about it in a month. Like it's just... Um, it's really cool, um, especially with uh, book talk not being a uh, economically lucrative thing. Um, some free books, pretty nice. Hell though. yeah! Yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> How backed up is that queue for you? So, say you get a box, is it six months before you can get to that, or do you kind of pick and choose one from each? Yeah, I mean, it just depends. I, I try to prioritize like what comes in. Um, there's certain ones that I want to get to quickly and. Um, based on like due date or not really due dates, but like release dates for certain books. Like I'll try to hit it around the time the book comes out, just as I think that's the best for the author um, for their sake. Um, but yeah, it's um, you know, I, I do receive in books like this is a total disclosure. I do receive in books and, and show them in a video and uh, I might never pick them up. Like that's just, that's just one of the realities of the situation. Mm-hmm. And and publishers do know that. Like they they know if they send me twenty books, there's no chance I'm reading all those twenty books in the next month. Like that's right. just not happening. Right. So true. So, you, so you're I guess you're, you're managing that pretty well because I was gonna ask, do you do you are you feeling any pressure at all about like oh man I feel I feel bad about this or you're like hey man you guys knew what it was when you got here. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Well, yeah. I mean that's always just part of the conversation when when a publisher reaches out and they're like yeah we want to send you twenty books I'm like hey. You're doing this knowing I'm not going to talk about each one of them, like, and you know, and so when they have that information, they're like, "Yeah, no, it's just we like your page. We want to send you stuff." It's like, "Oh, okay, like that's part of the party." Hell yeah! Yeah, no, that's that's nice. So that's really cool. Before we cross into um, some deeper topics, I want to know a couple fun TikTok habits. I think we all are loving and liking and commenting and DMing you and the whole vibe on. The other side, what is on your For You page? And then this is, we haven't asked in a while, but I'm very fascinated to know what's like your rose and thorn of TikTok. What do you immediately like? And what are you like, this is not for me. I'm swiping past so it does not mess up my algorithm. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I get a lot of educational talk. Like outside of book talk, I get a lot of, you know, three minute, you know, history lessons and stuff like that. Um, You know, I'm, I'm friends with some of those like, big education creators. And I really like that type of stuff. Um, the one thing I swipe past, uh, immediately and it's, it's kind of irrespective of whether it's a follower or a friend or whatever is the follower parties. Like I cannot, I cannot handle these videos and, um, they don't work. I mean, that's like one of the things is like, that doesn't actually, it really doesn't boost your numbers. So, um, I wish people would just be like less concerned with the numbers. And I, I guess I say that as kind of a, a little bit bigger account, but um, it's just more fun when you're like making the videos you want to make instead of like just chasing after a, a simple number, you know? Right. Yeah. Agree right. a thousand. And most of the time when those videos come up, you don't know what their genre or you don't even rarely see their faces oh, yeah. you have or no anything. Idea who they are. So it's like, who the hell are you? Why are you like, what do you look like? What does your voice sound like? Because it's usually right. a sound. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, I, I, I can't stand those. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. So I want to ask about your cat. <laughs> I know you recently <sighs> got a cat. <laughs> yeah, I have two. I have two cats. One's name is Ilyich. Uh, he's our little communist. He's named after Vladimir Lenin. Um, <laughs> kind of. Um, so he's uh, that's Ilyich, and he's a tabby. And then we have a black cat named Baggio which uh, we have referred to as our little Italian fascist. Um, he is Ooh. very grumpy, kind of mean, loves to bite you. And then Ilyich is just the most endearing, um, very pushy, but very cuddly. So um, I had a, a video recently where Ilyich was climbing on my bookshelves behind me. And uh, more people were talking about that in the comments than anything I had to say. And I was talking about something like actually kind of serious, uh, but people were <laughs> obsessed with the cat, which I was like, no, that one makes sense. That one's on me. I maybe should have changed how I filmed this a little bit. There's a book pipe. There's a pipeline for books to cats. I, I would have one, but I'm deathly allergic to cats, but I see I'm the appeal. Too. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm unbelievably allergic to cats. So I see. <laughs> I see They're the cute though. They They're are so cute. cute though. So I want to I want to start from the beginning. Why particularly nonfiction? Was it something that you realized took the the pressure off of what you were going through? Were you looking for a perspective? Yeah, I mean, start? like for me, I'm just like one of those people that just has like an endless supply of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, so before even TikTok, I nonfiction's just been where I like to spend my time. I studied history and philosophy in college. And that's just because I, you know, if I'm going to do college, I want to be able to like read books. You know, that's kind of was <laughs> my whole mentality. So it's just always been a like fascination of mine. And, um, you know, I try to read some fiction here and there, but for the most part, I'm just very curious and, and the way it like interacts with my illness, like I'm just kind of better prepared for my own life if I'm more grounded in like the realities of, you know, history and, and you know, pop culture and stuff like through those types of things. So I just like it. Wow. So you're using that as like a, as a, a component to help you deal with your, oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Reading, especially nonfiction is 100% a coping mechanism for me. And um, yeah, it's a great coping mechanism because it's really calm and it's, it's very individualistic. I don't have to like rely on others to get some source of, um, I don't know, calmness in my life. And so I can just sit down with a book. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of days that I can't read with like my mental health. But on the days that I do, I mean, I like to spend two or three, four hours just sitting there and enjoying something. Heaven. You're so open, Nathan. And obviously we are talking to at Schizophrenic Reads. So what made you so open and brave to be yourself fully out there with your mental health? And tag it as like, Hey, come find me for this. Yeah. Um, well, before TikTok, I was a public speaker. Like I was traveling around the country talking about mental health and getting up on stages and like literally lecturing kind of about my own mental health and the mental health care system and stuff. So it was something like bringing to TikTok that I wasn't scared of. But the reason I got into it in the first place and like started an advocacy journey was uh, literally because like I thought being silent would kill me like and I know that's like deep and dark but like that was kind of how it was if I had to like hide away from the world and like couldn't be real with my friends and my family and, and that type of stuff like uh, you know it almost killed me a couple times and it would have done it like that like if I just had to hide away like there was just there was no opportunity for me and so I just kind of had this like fuck it attitude sorry I don't know if we can swear but 
that was just kind of my approach to like life. And then that's what it's become. And now it's kind of become this like a uh, public persona in some way. I don't, I don't know if that's exactly the right word, but it's, it's kind of what I do. I talk about mental health. I talk about books and I don't know. It's just, it's fun for me at least. So since we're here and we're on mental health, I want I wanted you to just go in a little a little bit further because I know you I one of your videos that I thought was mind opening for me was how you said mental health advocacy is kind of like a front in a sense. It's not it really doesn't do what it, it's supposed to be doing, what we need to be actually looking at. And you talked about uh, language and how we use it around mental health. Could you just kind of like expand just a little bit more on that? Yeah, I think a lot of mental health uh, advocacy is, is not particularly focused on systemic issues or materialistic issues. It's focused on things like language and like accessibility in only the broadest terms, like acceptance, like, Oh, like we want the, the newspaper to like not demonize people with schizophrenia and like, yes, that's good. But also if you are locking up everyone with schizophrenia or you are, um, keeping them destitute, um, or killing them, like those issues kind of, to me, they're, they're more, um, those are more important. And, um, that's one of the frustrating parts about advocacy is because it focuses so heavily on these kind of, in some ways, surface level problems without, you know, we don't talk about homelessness and schizophrenia. We don't talk about incarceration and schizophrenia and, um, or affordable, affordable medication and therapy and healthcare. And, uh, to me, uh, those issues those, those actually speak to like the truth of what needs to happen in both the mental health care system and the disability system. I think no. the healthcare system in general, we have such an issue with being caring for sick and not trying to focus on the healthier parts of how people can be healthier. And yeah. it's a lot, you know, we all know it's wrapped in money. <laughs> yes. Capitalism, yes. Right. So fun. <laughs> well, but that's it what is, it's, yeah. Oh, that's what I've, tried to do with my page is push a little bit of communism here and there and anti-capitalism and education, but also still like layer in books enough that like I can be part of book talk without having to go into just politics talk and right. Oh, it gets toxic over there. So, um, you know, if I, (laughs) if I just drop a little communist stuff in a a couple of my videos, then maybe I can convert some people. (laughs) The reason that your that video particularly stood out to me is because as someone who reads particularly fiction, it's interesting to see how people put such a big importance on representation in books. And so to, 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 to look at it outside of just being seen and how we're actually dealing with it was very, very interesting. As someone who has a family member who is on the autism spectrum um, to the point where they cannot they can't work. I know that the government doesn't allow them to have maybe more than a thousand dollars in their checking account. Yeah, so it and keeps them stifled, and they can't they can't get an apartment or they can't get a car, or things like that. And so, I think the reason representation matters so much is because it's a, a reflection of actual reality instead of just the stereotypes and the stigmas that we surround mental health with. And but the actual realities of of people on any type of these disability spectrums is uh, they are often economically poor. They are, you know, higher risk for uh, violence and these types of things. And so the representation that we have can't just be putting an autistic character in a book. It has to be actually representing what an autistic life is or actually representing what a schizophrenic life is because um, 
you know, just a movie that gets my symptoms right. You know, to me, that's not enough because we, we have to go further. We have to go to the end of what the uh, disabled life is like. Nathan, I want to ask about, you know, social media. And for me, I um, I suffered depression and anxiety, but I have been pretty lucky on TikTok with not having a ton of, like, say, the political discord that can get kind of crazy and toxic. I'm wondering how, I'm sure that everyone is a giant fan of yours, but have you had to deal with any of the discourse of comment sections? And how is that as... Social media can be have a major effect on mental health, period. Yeah. How is that kind of reflecting back? Yeah, I mean, I've had it as mundane as, um, you know, just like a nasty comment. I've also had death threats. You know, there's it's a whole gamut of situations that happen when you start talking openly. You know, I, I've become more comfortable with just blocking people or deleting comments because I, I don't think they're help, healthy for discourse sometimes. And um I also just uh, try not to check my comments a lot, especially when I make these types of videos. Um, I already get, you know, a couple thousand comments a week. So it's just, it's too much. You know, I can't respond to everyone anyway. And I absolutely am not responding to everyone uh, when they want to dissect parts of my life that they can't possibly fathom. Right. Do you find that you have a lot of people coming to you for mental health advice and does that like in your are they on your dms and is that also kind of a fine line that you're um kind of trotting yeah specifically like through instagram especially because i've done a lot of advocacy over there and been connected with nonprofits and uh like national campaigns and stuff that like i get a lot of dms of people like you know asking questions about disability or asking questions about symptoms and um Sometimes I can help out and sometimes I just don't have the space to do it. And, um, I don't know, it's hit and miss, but you know, I'm, I'm always trying to, to do what I can, but, um, yeah, it, it gets overwhelming sometimes. I was going to ask if that feels like exhaustive sometimes and it's yeah. like, I need my own space to <laughs> right, yeah. work on my own, on my own yep. stuff. Right. Wow. I want to flip this conversation a little bit. I want to talk about uh, Le Book James. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> so what's going Okay, so Le Book James, if I'm, if I'm correct, is a, just a, a page that you were creating just to say, hey, this book made me feel like garbage. And yeah. Let's discard it. Yeah, yes. my, my goal with this page, uh, it hasn't happened quite yet, but like what my idea with it is I'm going to start a P.O. box and have people send me. Um, both a book and a note about the book and why they hated it and why it caused them harm or why it just doesn't work um, for their life. And then I will um, basketball throw it into a trash can. Um, and I'm going to have to find some creative ways to do that. But yeah, I want people to know that like um, the whole idea that all books matter, that's horseshit. Like that's not what we should be promoting because I like, especially in my mind, a lot of self-help and this is where it the idea started but a lot of self-help is really toxic um you know it's it's only there it's only written to make you a better worker and more productive in society and not about actually taking care of yourself or your family or your emotions it's just uh can you can you be there to work 50 hours a week and like to me that's the antithesis of everything that i'm trying to speak about so yeah i'm gonna be throwing a lot of books in trash cans and hopefully uh, people are participating and sending me those things and letting me, you know, 
you know, kind of play a role in uh, people also expressing themselves in that way, too. I have a book so I already want to send. I'm ready for the PR. Okay, yeah. I, I'm gonna, Seriously, I'll like, I got 25 running. books. I'm I'm, I know. I've got, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> I've got many I can send to you. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so absolutely funny. ready. Yes. Oh my so gosh. I know that you are doing the Read Your Own Adventure. You are uh, on Team Warrior. Yes. Yeah, I am the uh, team lead of Team Warrior, which is the nonfiction one. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Uh, first of all, you're done, right? You've read everyone's challenge. You've done every... Yeah, I've read everything every, except for the final book, which is a book that intimidates me. Um, uh, but yeah, I've read ooh. the other 29 challenges this month. I have to ask, what's the one that intimidates you? Uh, I'm going to be reading The Shock Doctrine by Naomi Klein. And um, books books intimidate me for all sorts of reasons. And this one is mostly just because it's a pretty dense 650-page book, you know. So that that alone is just a little bit um, a little bit intimidating for the length. Is that the what's the other reason why it intimidates you? Um, I think because I know I'll need to talk about it and um, that's actually one of the, like the hardest parts of TikTok for me is finding out ways to talk about things because um, I want to talk about them in the way that informs people and lets people know that whether they should pick up a book or not. But I also want to avoid super viral videos because it gets overwhelming. You know, I've, I had yeah. a couple history books that I've talked about that I've gotten three, 400, 500,000 views and it's uh, not fun. Um, honestly, cause people just start coming after you. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I want people to know, but also like, I, I'm not trying to focus on the big, the big numbers. I just want to talk about it in a fun way. Um, maybe people will pick You're it such up. A gr- such a great example of that, Nathan. And what you said earlier, just about not being after the numbers and you have had just a consistent build and a consistent following growing. And it's people that are probably constantly engaging with you, like all of us. I I think now there's so few of us that see probably all of our mutuals on our For You pages. You are consistently on my following page <laughs> and my For You page yeah. every yeah. time. And I know oh, no. it's because we have so many mutual no. friends no, I just know. It's like, I know Mara has also liked that video and C has also liked that video and Johnny. Ha- and so it, they're all like, you are on there all the time. And it's so nice because it's not often that that happens for all of your friends. So it's nice to see you very frequently. I think that's kind of a great thing about how wide your network is. Yeah. And it's strange because I, I feel like there's there's almost been like a, a weird sort of like celebrity with me um, that like, I think <laughs> yeah. because the engagement's really high, but because I'm also like in a lane of my own kind of, and not that there aren't other nonfiction, but like it really seems like everyone kind of knows who I am, even if they don't like follow me or like my stuff, like they're aware. Um, that's what it's felt like to me, which is, it's a kind of a scary thing. It's cool, but it's also like, Oh boy. I know, I know that I've got some hate followers out there. Um, so I'd say most are probably love. You've got such a great balance of talking about such fascinating stuff, but you are so warm and we were talking before. It's just like, we just want to hug you. I don't know. Nathan. No, that's nice. I, I think like I have definitely noticed an uptick of people making comments of like, yeah, that book sounds like all right, but you're just like super chill or like your your vibes are good. I'm like, yeah, this is nice yes. too. Like I don't 
you know, even if you don't want to read the books I suggest, like, eh, just a nice little compliment here and there. That's that's kind of yeah. precious. <laughs> okay, question. How often are you are people either trying to persuade you to read fiction or are you picking are you picking Ooh. it up often? Because I know you're mutuals with a lot of us who read fiction oh, yeah. for the most part as a majority. So are you are you reading any of these, or you're just like I'll let them? I'm actually it. buying more than I'm reading, uh, especially with fiction. Oh, wow. Is like I uh, like I will see a video and I'm like, yeah, I gotta read that, and then I won't. Um, that's kind of a big issue. Um, yeah, I've got to be in very particular moods to pick up fiction. There's a lot that I like. Um, but yeah, I wish I was more of a fiction reader. Like I wish I could just like have fun and kind of relax. But like for me, my brain's just always moving and always trying to like learn something. And uh, the hours spent in fiction uh, kind of detract from that a little bit. So um, I'm going to try to be better at it. But, you know, I, now I've made a name for myself in nonfiction. So I always feel weird when I pick up fiction because it's like, uh, what is he doing? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> You gotta flip them. You gotta keep them yeah, on yeah. Tools, Nathan. You sure you do. Know? Flip the game up. <laughs> I want to ask you about the documentary that you're in called Mind Trip. So I know it was recorded. <laughs> with Quibi. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> oh, I don't feel that Nathan bad. Chrissy yeah, Teigen, yeah. y'all. Us, yeah. <laughs> We've had it too rough, guys. <laughs> So, uh, give us the details. When did when it when was it uh, recorded? How'd you feel about it? And where, it's on Roku. Yeah, right? it's 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 on Roku. Um, it's called Mind Trip. It was um, it was filmed in 2020, like height of the pandemic. There was a ton of like COVID protocols that were happening, um, and so we were like trying to figure out filming locations, and we had to film some of it at my house just because like another location fell through. So. Um, yeah, there's just all sorts of stuff that went into it. It took, um, I think, three days to film. Uh, the first day was all interview, uh, which was like seven hours of sitting in a chair talking. And um, for anyone that watches this documentary, there's a point where it's a close-up of me with like lights flashing, um, which was the hardest part of the whole documentary to film because I was wildly hallucinating while that was happening. And you can kind of just see, like, facially, like, I don't have my same expressions. But I remember standing in front of this screen that the light is reflecting on. And they were playing the movie Blade Runner, which won't be, like, you you won't see it in the... Visible, right? Yeah. um, So they're playing Blade Runner in front of me and shouting out, like, directions to cameramen and stuff like that. And I am just, like, in a world of my own. And it was, yeah, it was rough. Um but I mean, otherwise, it was a fun process, um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope, hopefully, the audience receives it well. Uh, I am not sad that Quibi went down because uh, they had like I think a hundred thousand uh, subscribers or something like that. And I know Roku, and I think it's going to be available for free on Roku. Uh, I think Roku has like seven million or ten million or something like that. So Amazing. hopefully it'll go well and hopefully some people will watch it. I have no idea what it's going to do to my TikTok once it's actually released. I don't know if I'll see no growth from it or if wow. I'll see some yeah. wild amount. Uh, I really have yeah, yeah. no clue how that's going to work. And uh, I am anxious because it's uh, about five days away or something like that. Aha. Wow. What, what do you want the response to be, I guess? Uh, a yeah. book deal. I want I want some 
you know, I want ah. something to come out of these types of things. I want, Podcast, Nathan. Uh, you know, better sponsorships or, or, you know, more things that I can collaborate on. You know, I want to use this to do other things. And this documentary and the public speaking I've done before, and I was part of a uh, mental health documentary that played on like ABC a while back. Um, so yeah, I, I just want there to be more opportunities and not for like a, a sense of like chasing fame or anything like that, but more just like, I feel like I want to keep talking about this stuff. And um, Absolutely. I don't know. I feel like I, that's sustainable for me because I like doing this uh, way more than I ever liked um, just like trying to work in a library. <laughs> like, this is more fun. <laughs> right, right. Well, you brought up sponsorships and I'm glad because we can flip this conversation one more time. You've been, in, in terms of mutuals, you've been very open about taking sponsorships and finding, getting paid for the stuff that we're doing, the work that yeah. we're doing. You know, we're reading a lot of books, especially, especially people like you who get these books and maybe publishers expect you to read them, but they're not offering you any compensation. What's been, uh, one, the response behind that? And two, have you yourself figured out something that can help people to finally get compensated for all of the reading that they're doing for free. yeah i mean i feel like we're just in the like the very early stages of the i like i kind of started a conversation called compensate book talkers and or book influencers in general because i think like what we do and the, the monetary impact that we have on the industry is massive um and, you know i've heard from a couple publishers and you know people in particular like i'm very confident that i've you know through my tiktok i've sold uh, well over ten thousand books and I, I've not seen Easily, yeah. really right. any of that. And it's not just me. Like, this is all of everyone that's doing this book talk stuff and bookstagram and all that. So, yeah, I think there has to be a way for us to capitalize on that because uh, it would be so cool if we could turn this into uh, jobs or side hustles or, you know, whatever. Just because, like, we live in a uh, pretty uh, rough economic system that doesn't allow much freedom. And I think we deserve some portion of that. And, uh, I don't know how it's going to look, but yeah, I think that's just like one of the conversations I've tried to start. And with sponsorships, I hate sponsorships. I, I hate doing them. I think that's not a unique way to feel about them. Um, so I want to find ways that we can not have to shell out, you know, our time or energy or, um, you know, a lot of these sponsorships that we take are not things that we believe in or that things that we care about. And yet they're the only things paying. So Hopefully, whatever this whole conversation evolves into uh, makes that not the main source of income for us. I just got my first uh, sponsorship, paid sponsorship email. And luckily for me, it's something I've been wanting to read. So I'm I'm cool with that. But I could only imagine being offered to read. Yeah, I, I recently got oh, offered I... to read a book that <laughs> I, I, I just had to say no just because it conflicts with like most things I believe in. And they offered me like over $2,000. And um, I think we Damn. we also have to start talking pretty openly about the money that we're receiving to, to each other just so we like that. that. Transparency yep. means that yeah. people can take advantage of each other's, you know, asking prices and stuff. Because I've, I've heard a couple book talkers that, that have that taken up, like Nathan. $15 for a video. And it's like, hey, don't do that. Like that's a... That is a bad idea. Or they'll take 50 and they've got 30,000 followers. And it's like, it's because none of us know anything about this. We're all starting this new. We're all, you know, very new into this space and how these work. And 
I never want to see someone get taken advantage of by some mega corporation that could have paid them 10 times that, you know? So yeah, your transparency is unique. And I think that it was fucking awesome. Honestly, (laughs) like I look, nobody's chasing me down for sponsorships, (laughs) but I did look at that and I was like, that's so cool. Cause I have so many friends that have sponsored posts and it should be transparent. And we really, if, everyone in the book talk community gets together and puts that on the table. Mm-hmm. It becomes so much more powerful than oh, yeah. just a couple people like holding yeah. some, you know, Oh yeah. I can't, so, uh, yeah. So I can't change this by making a couple videos on this. Like it has to be collective. And th- that's the only goal that I've had with starting a conversation is that other people, like people that are better at this and more suited to this, like they keep the conversation moving far past what I'm capable of. Yeah. Um, I love that you bring it up because I was I was saying in our in our pre-talk before you came on that I consider you a leader in the book talk community. So you bring a lot of things to my attention in terms of whether it's mental health or how we get paid or the New York Times bestseller. <laughs> yeah, list. yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Again, I, I'm fairly new to learning about all of the the things and ins and outs of the industry. Um, but you talking about people can buy their way basically onto the New York Times yeah. bestseller list. Sure can. Blew my mind. I didn't realize that people were doing that. And I've been to events where people are like, oh, yeah, have a book. Didn't realize they had already bought the book. Oh, yeah. Book. Like when someone and like Anderson was- Cooper or uh, Tucker Carlson or, you know, whoever, one of these news talking heads is – the bestseller it's fake it is so fake and they get all of the notoriety from being the bestseller and for people talking about their books no one's reading their books i mean and the same thing's kind of true with a lot of celebrity books out there there's a lot of celebrity books out there that have uh they have you know a thousand readers and they're followed on instagram by you know 10 million people and it's it's no one actually like cares to read their works but yet they're you know, New York Times bestseller for 15 months. It's just fake. Yeah. And when they like, I mean, cause they'll, they're publicists by thousands and thousands of books. And Donald Trump Jr. is number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Cause the whole RNC got a book on their chairs. Yeah. People go to the view and everyone gets a book on your chair there, but it's like a bullshit. Nobody, yeah. <laughs> nobody's reading it. It is wild, but there is another, I can't remember exactly, but there is another list that is more accurate. I was, there's several um, different lists. There's like the, um, I think it's the, well, the Washington post maybe does their own list slightly, but the, the actual mm. list that's, uh, used by the publishing industry is, uh, I think it's called a uh, book scan, uh, which is like a paid s- subscription that you have. To, I mean, it's like thousands of dollars. So only the people in the industry actually know what the real numbers are. And that's not, uh, that's not shared publicly on any of the lists. And so there's lists that are better than the New York Times, but none of them are actually truly accurate. I wonder why you can't. I wonder why that's not publicly public. Powerful protecting the powerful. Their... Hell yeah, Damn. capitalism maybe. <laughs> oh my god! Mm-hmm. All right. Before we get to show and tell, I want to ask just a couple. Um, best practices for you. How Nathan with all of all of this engagement, all of this advocacy you do for not only the mental health space, but for the book talk space. Thank you. Uh, 
what are your best like self-care best practices? What do you do to center yourself? Uh, I take naps every day. I, I, um, I block off the hours from about uh, noon to two or three. And, um, yeah, almost every day I'm taking a nap. I spend my days really quietly. I think, um, yeah, I, I like to go to movies by myself. I like to just like have a time, you know, quietly. I love spending time in my hammock and for me reading is self care. So, and the rest of it, I just don't take too seriously. Yeah. I love yeah. that. It, that's I like love a that. blue zone kind of vibe with your siestas. That's a mm-hmm. very, in blue zones, people <laughs> live longer, happier, healthier lives. And they, mm-hmm. all, all of those blue zones, they do the, everything shuts down <laughs> at like two, three. So that is yep. a really, Nathan's like, I know that. Oh, I no, no, that. no, no. Yeah, no. That's, it's <laughs> like, no, it's my way that I've just like, oh, I can't, I can't go, go, go. And like, if I do, I'm going to crash. I'm going to crash for days. I'm going to crash for a month. And for me, like being at least halfway consistent each day is so much better than having some, you know, big outing or something like that. Like, you know, I'm not going to a music festival. That's, that's kind of contradictory to what I do. But if my, uh, if my friend wants to get coffee at their house at nine o'clock in the morning, like I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm, let's do this. Let's, let's have a seven hour conversation about nothing. (laughs) Love it. <laughs> I love it. So it's time for us to switch. Every episode, we ask our guests to bring uh, something for show and tell, whether it represents them, it's a book, it could be anything off your shelves, or just you want to show us. So Nathan, what did you bring? For so show this and is um, this is a uh, exclusive. I've never shared this. Oh. This has never been public on my Instagram or my TikTok or anything, uh, and it it will be kind of funny. But I brought a pen which I've kind of been playing around with. Um, it's because when I was in third grade, I failed reading. I, I was, I, you know, got an F on my report card. And it turns out that I have what's called weak eyes. The eye muscles uh, of my eyes are weak. So reading for me is, it can be very difficult. And so I was given, not this pen, but I was given pens to practice eye exercise of like, strengthening my eye muscles and so i'm i still do like eye exercises today but i had to go to eye therapy for like years in order to like train myself to like actually concentrate on like written works um so yeah i had this like kind of weird thing that like made me think that i was like really dumb and like didn't know how to read um and instead it was just like i would get headaches within with like trying to read for more than like a minute at a time and uh so wow okay Okay, so explain this. How, before you were, went to therapy for your eyes, what, what was the process like in reading? Right. I'm, I'm trying to understand. Yeah, it, it would just be like, this. you know, like when you're tired and your vision just kind of goes blurry? That would just happen to me almost immediately. Yeah. Like it would just be like, I'm focusing and then like it's blurred out and then I'm mm. focusing and it's blurred out. And um, I had a really tough time like concentrating you know, for, for me, movies were in the middle distance, but especially anything close up where I'm like really focusing is really hard on your eye muscles. Like, I don't know if people that read a lot, like when they're like, oh, my eyes hurt. It's like, yeah, it's because they're, your eyes are muscles. Like that's, um, you're, you're, wow. you're overusing them. And, um, so now, yeah, I still do eye exercises today. I actually, I, uh, I know I read a lot, but I take breaks a lot. Uh, I, I, you know, if I'm feeling tired, I just, don't try to make myself concentrate. Just 
not only for like my mental stuff, but also for literally my eyes. And uh, I have never talked about having weak eyes before, which is such a funny thing. Um, my partner laughs at this all the time. So, um, can you like show? Yeah, myself, so like, right like I'll hold I'll like, hold the pen up, and then you just like follow the very tip of it as it gets closer, and like yeah. keep your focus on it, and then move it side to side, and then like go forward, but always try to focus like right on a single point. So yeah, once I started okay. doing those, uh, yeah, I could start reading for longer. And then I became a pretty big reader. Wow. Wow. My lid yeah, yeah, yeah. so jacked. Yeah. No, I hope so. That's the best. CrossFit cult over there is going to go real hard. She's going to be doing deadlifts on yeah. your eyelids. I knew uh. I could bring a nonfiction book or some type of book here to like, uh, you know, give you a recommendation. But I'm like, I do that enough anyway. I think, I think you should have something... Very fun for your page that no one else has ever uh, been told about. This is An exclusive yes, for our yes. finale. Ah! <laughs> so I love good. That. And that's just good to have anyway. Thanks. That no, is... I'm serious. Like, that's, yeah. that's really good to know. That's very, very good to know. Nathan, were you ever a, or are, because sometimes I am, I like glaze over sometimes and I, before I know it, I do do the, I see the picture vibes, but I will glaze over and I'm, I'm probably a skimmer <laughs> for sure. Like there are, I'm sure I skip major parts of yeah. shit. You know what I mean? You just kind of like get in. Do you have any of those kind of habits um, too? Well, or? it's fiction. I find myself skipping dialogue a lot, you know, just like, I don't care what these characters are saying. Uh, this is not adding anything. Um, <laughs> I tr I try not to skim a whole lot. If if I'm just not enjoying something so much, yeah, then I'll start skimming. But yeah, if I start zoning out, I just gotta close the book. I gotta stop in the middle of a chapter or whatever it is and just reapproach it another time. Unless I go to like if I go to my do you like if I go to grad school, yeah, I'm gonna start skimming because that's uh that's how you gotta do it. That's how <laughs> that's how grad school works. So. <laughs> do you listen to audiobooks yeah, as well? Yeah, not as, as often, but I do I do like audiobooks. I like just putting it on 2x and laying down and just like having my phone on my chest and just yeah. closing my eyes and just listening for a couple hours. Cool. I love audiobooks. Yeah, they're great. And if you if you if you don't use Scribd, uh, which is a uh, audiobook service, uh, they are great. It's just like a flat fee and then you get their whole catalog. It's so good. Yeah, so don't use Audible. Oh, Audible is cool. terrible. Script is where it's at. Oh, shit. Don't I know it. Don't I know it. Okay, don't thank I you. We it. like that. We need that. Uh-huh. What a great show. Thank you for sharing sure. something personal. That was so cool. Yeah. All right. It is time for Oof. us to switch to our last segment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got this, man. Okay, this okay, okay. Questions. <laughs> it's time for some rapid fire quick wit. Ryan, you can take it away. Nathan at Schizophrenic Reads. Are you ready for yes. some quick wit? Morning, noon. Morning. Or night. Oh, so easily. I love my mornings. 6 a.m., I'm ready. Okay. I don't even have a job, but 6 a.m., I'm ready to go. Like, I'm not getting up for work. I'm just, I need that coffee. What? I can't even do it. Uh, favorite book growing up or your favorite book? Oh, this is so embarrassing. But the, the book that made me fall in love with reading is uh, The Lovely Bones, which has been uh, a huge uh, controversy oh, surrounding that one. But uh, yeah, I read that because mm -hmm. uh, a, a girl I had a crush on in ninth grade loved it. And so I read it and actually really liked it. And 
the crush went nowhere, yep. but my love for reading absolutely skyrocketed. So I did. You got yes. something way better out of it. It's this lifelong. Is true. This is true. I don't know where that where Look that girl yes. went anymore, but I love books now. So thank you. So good. Where are you a regular? Um, the movie theater. I go to movies at least once a week and by myself. Bonus question. What was the last movie you saw? <laughs> okay. So I went to see Happening, which is a French film about an illegal abortion in the 1960s. Um, I had to leave because I was hallucinating, which happens. So I've got one of those movie subscription services. So if I need to leave, I can. And that's not that big a deal. Um, but I think the last movie I actually saw to completion was The Northman, which was phenomenal. Absolutely loved that one. Um, celeb that's a friend in your head or a uh, celebrity crush. crush. I'm going to go with uh, Ethan Hawke and Tessa Thompson. Both of Tessa them. Thompson. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. No, very Those different. Two- I understand. Not not giving similar vibes <laughs> here. Oh my gosh, yes. but they're so good. Those are good. Oh, hell yeah. Have you watched Moon Knight on uh, Moon Knight? Yeah, Moon Knight. it was, it was fine. I think the, Ethan Hawke's uh, done better stuff, but I did appreciate it. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I like all like yeah. the Marvel. I, I watch every superhero movie that comes out. Yeah, cool, absolutely cool. cool. Awesome. If you could take us anywhere in the world tomorrow, where Dublin, Ireland? Let's let's fucking party. Let's have a good time. But also, let's just go hang out in a park and read a book, and you know, just get a yes. just get a nice beer on the patio. Yes, oh, I've boy. never I, I I've never been. To Dublin or Islands, so I, I would love to go. I've always wanted to go. That's oh, my that people. I need to go. I need to go. That's like motherland. <laughs> I, I have to. Yes. Um. Do you fall asleep to music? TV, Exclusively or podcasts. Yeah, Ooh. I'm a big podcast person. I guess people don't know because it's all books, but yeah, I listen to like twenty some podcasts every week. Like 20 different shows. Like oh, I'm, I'm dedicated. That's a yeah. hell of a commitment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love it, love it. Ooh. What is your best Halloween costume ever? Uh, I've never I've never really done Halloween. I grew up uh pretty uh cultishly religious, so I, I've never I never really had Halloween. <sighs> okay, then you're gonna have to come <laughs> to Nashville and it's not I a far drive. I can make it everybody. That'll up. be fun. Come on. Uh, what's your theme song or your go-to oh, karaoke, uh, song? karaoke song uh, these are very different uh, my go-to karaoke song is probably okay. hit me there one more time uh, or anything Britney yeah don't make me ask no 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 there will be right no now. sample uh, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta catch me about like 11 o'clock at night after I've had quite the night already but yeah no I That'll be us after yes, some beers exactly. in Dublin. We'll get the no, Britney yeah, experience. Britney. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I th- yeah, this is yes! probably not what people would assume <laughs> from me. But yeah, I like to cut loose about twice a year. And that's what that involves. Hilarious. Were you going to say a different oh, one yeah, for your my, theme song? My theme song is you know, probably something like Phoebe Bridgers or Lucy Dacus or something like that. Something real chill. Uh, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. I love that. <laughs> C's gonna be on the Britney for a while. I'm gonna. Oh no! Welcome to our post talk. (laughs) I think the last time I did uh, karaoke was 
the, the only two songs I sang was Sex on Fire by Kings of Leon, and I did um, uh, Toxic. So it was quite the... Yeah. I'm feeling like you're a good singer, too. You've got a beautiful <laughs> know, warmth I, to your voice. I feel like you're, you're a very good singer, uh, are you? Have you sung Yeah, I you competed have? in my state competition for uh, vocals, and I used to do musicals, which is not something that I talk about much. But yeah, I was, I was pretty good. What's your favorite... What's your favorite musical you've been in? Sorry. Oh, no. Um, the music, me, but It's just, it's very fun. I know it's kind of a oh. really tired uh, musical at this point, but it was very fun That's in high school one. to, you know, sing and dance. And I was part of the quartet. So that was, that was a good time. Oh, fun, 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 fun. Oh I love musicals. Oh, my God. I love this. Oh shit, that's me. Boop. Yes. How many books? <laughs> I got distracted. I'm a former <laughs> musical theater kid. How many books have uh, you read this year? 70, I think. I think it's, we're not quite done with May, but yeah, I think it's about 70. Wow. And how often, like, so this will air December, but like on a year average, how many did you read in uh, 2021? About 145 or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's always about 100 or more. Uh, that's pretty typical. Very respectable, but I also feel like if that feels manageable. Yeah. Like that's not the sometimes you hear like two hundred a month and yeah. you're all of a sudden no, like I, I couldn't do Whoa. that. I don't have the brain capacity to to do the two hundred. There's no way. <laughs> last question here. What was the last thing? Oh uh, I'm just having so much fun with this conversation. This is this is great. Um yeah, no, I think this is hearing you both crack up and literally rock back in your chairs of me saying I sing Britney. Um, just, it's too much. I, I think I've told on myself a bit, a bit more than people were expecting. So, uh, not trying to trigger no, I, you, I can't but do it. I can't uh, do it. Uh, uh. <laughs> Maybe when we, when we all meet up for like a book oh, so convention good. at some point, people can, find out and also probably be disappointed you know i'm not like great uh but i i will be loud that is you know that's half of karaoke anyway isn't it you know actually that's like 90 percent of karaoke yes. true confidence loudness hit the people in the it. back that's it yes yep so you good. did it 10 quick thank questions you. thank you done Woo! Nathan. wow you are amazing. You are a true gem to the book talk community. I'm just so grateful for you. And I'm glad that you came on the show. Like, I, I <laughs> will talk after we cut, but I, I, I just, I just want to say one thank you for coming on the show and just really being open. And I just, I really appreciate you, man. I think you're. Thank you so much. That, so that really means a lot. I really, yeah. Yeah. Agree, agree. And for all of our watchers, listeners, this is like a a scratch the surface moment. So I'm sure you all have, because we're all friends, but if you have not at Schizophrenic Reads, dive in. It is there's so much, <laughs> so much content to take in and so many different parts and pieces that are all equally incredible and fascinating. And you have like a lovely, warm, friendly person along the way. So it's um it's Thank been you. an I honor. I was going to say, any last um, oh, yeah. places that we need people to find you outside of our TikTok at Schizophrenic Reads? Is there any any other I, adventures that we want to... We're definitely going to check out Mind yep, Trip I on Roku. I am working on a website. Mm -hmm. That will be just yeah. be schizophrenicreads.com. 
and uh, there'll be a podcast coming soon. Uh, well, I guess it'll be out by then, but uh, Schizophrenic Reads, the podcast. Amazing. Congratulations. Literally cannot wait. Yes. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you, Nathan. Nathan is cool as shit. I knew it. I knew. Yeah. But he's like cool, cool. Yeah, and cool. and lovable. They're, oh my god, I want to uh-huh. push those little cheeks. Oh my god, he's got dimples. My husband has big dimples. I was like, oh, you've got cute dimples under there. I love him. He was great. He really was fantastic. He was amazing. And I think what a great way to end this season. Ah. And. The warmth is real, but I honestly, this, I feel so, like, we are good friends. I feel really instantly vibed, instantly felt, like, comfortable, and, like, I've known you for a long time. And, I mean, I have been following Nathan for two and a half years or whatever it is, but I, that was just such a, like, warm friend, like, conversation, and no wonder Nathan says that he can talk for seven hours about nothing yeah. with a friend. Cause I'm like, hell yeah, friend. Like, let's go down the rabbit holes. Let's start. <laughs> He's so genuine and very talented. I'm, I've got my, my list here of things. Of all the talents. Beautiful. Yeah. Let's start let's start with... from the top. <laughs> okay. Cause he went to college and, and got history and philosophy. Brilliant. Brilliant. Then said he was a public speaking. He was a public speaker. Okay. Before the pandemic. Advocate, helping the world, yes. Absolutely. Um, I love his take on mental health advocacy. I think what he talks about it, what he says about it is so important. And for me, was so eye-opening because maybe we are just looking at representation as a as a language and not really talking about the work that needs to be done for actual change. And as someone who I'm, and I'm at certain intersections, but I'm not at all the intersections, right? And so having someone explain that to me was really eye-opening. And I think that when you're not a part of certain situations, you are oblivious to what's going on and that to me is the big piece that I'm going to take away from this interview. And now I'm thinking about myself in terms of how do I move forward and make sure that I'm not just talking about things and representation in terms of language, but how am I moving forward and actually trying to make a difference for real? The actual effect. And it's such an interesting conversation and it's so fucking layered and deep. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's what you brought up about your family member it is what Nathan said about, you know, you might get my habits or my symptoms correct, but yeah. we often see, especially in media and entertainment, that there's not the help side of that. There's not like the reality side on what the struggle pieces on those benefits, on all of those heavy, heavy things, how a lot of that care is withheld, how there are parameters placed on these people that they are really, it's none of that gets talked about. And yeah, sure. We might get a show with an autistic character and it could be written and there are the right advisors and we've got the right stuff going, but how often 
does that show touch on a serious matter of the healthcare behind it? And probably because people think, well, that's not something that's like, hey, hey, entertaining and kitschy, but you know, you might have a therapy scene here or there, but often it's kind of like making light. And I feel like having the conversations about the struggles and the gaps in that care and in what is afforded and keeping people impoverished in these boxes because it is more profitable to have sick people than not. And, um, I was just wildly impressed by that whole conversation. I think the work Nathan's doing, we probably have a very small purview on how giant the scope is of what his effect is. But we've seen a couple times on the show this season, um, Brianna came on here and talked about her mental health and had a really incredible conversation I don't think that two years ago before TikTok, before this podcast, I would have sat and openly said, I have depressive episodes and I suffer from anxiety. And it is sometimes it like swallows you up and you don't post for a couple months and you feel like in a really dark place. And I just having people like Brianna and having people like Nathan who show those peaks and valleys and that everyone is kind of struggling with the same shit is so it's it makes you not feel like a crazy person if I'm really on like it just makes you feel like we've got people you know what I mean um so I I love him I love Nathan I just it's that shit is powerful it is oh oh, absolutely I mean and I know he's like numbers, like, I don't really want to, you know, that's not a big deal, but like him being so open and honest, it goes, it correlates yep. exactly with the numbers and if, the amount of people who follow him. Yeah. If you flip that to thinking another, cause I, I agree too. I don't think that that really has any kind of effect, but if you do yeah. kind of flip it and look at the, at the adverse, it's like that's 70,000 people who may not have seen themselves before. And may not have been like, had someone just talk normally about it. And like, it's not a weird thing. It's just, Mm -hmm. hey, and there's this book, this book, this book, this book, this book. And even just seeing how someone with schizophrenia's mind works, even if that is not your particular, you know, ailment or um, mental health problem, I think that it's, it's important to see how each other kind of reacts and um, how we recharge. I think a lot of those self-care pieces are the same. The naps, that is real blue. Like I actually have a blue zone book and it really is, it's like quality social interactions is one of these things that really make people live longer, healthier lives. Mm -hmm. See us like taking breaks in the middle of the day because we are, we're just in a society, you know, we've been having the bell ring for a long time telling us when to clock in and clock out. And listen, I love a good middle of the day nap, honey. I'm, I'm pro. Uh (laughs) If the sun is up, up, I am down. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) but i agree wholeheartedly with that um let's just talk about it because it's on my mind okay britney spears (laughs) 
I knew you didn't think I was going to let it go. I know you didn't think I was going to let it go. I forgot, but I'm, I didn't even write that down because I knew you would remember. Uh, That's oh, fucking you, hilarious. Right. That this is... is this, this is a Britney Spears account. Let me, let me just put her up yeah. here now. Yeah. Yes. She needs, thank you. She the queen needs to be is represented here. for this combo. Yes. The queen is here. Girl, she can't. Wow. Yes. <laughs> wow. I, but also, yeah, he could sing. Nathan is a good singer. And I could, and when as soon as Nathan followed up with, oh, sometimes I'll do Sex on Fire. You know that song, right? King is Leon Blow. Okay. I so know they do. I was like, Oh, that's what we're doing. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you better. Uh huh. Uh huh. And toxic. Oh, to- so fucking please. good. I am obsessed with all of this. Yep. I want to see it in person, uh, so I can have a moment to be like, ah, I know him. <laughs> the karaoke. First of all, now that this is our last official interview. We can confidently say our playlist, the Sierra and Ryan season one playlist, which will feature everyone's selections of their theme and or karaoke songs, including us. That playlist is good. Ooh, fire. It is really, really, really good. I, I, I will probably use it when I'm working out. I can't wait. Yours, yours still really hits me. Who's that girl? Da, 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 da. That's my jam. Gosh, that is that's my jam. Oof. Was just so good. I'm just so glad I, we got to talk to him. Um, and I feel like I will, we'll probably talk to him again in the future. But just everything about him yep. is amazing. And, so I, many... and I really can't wait to see the doc, too. The, the Mind Trip doc. Mind Trip doc on Roco. I've got, um, is it Scribd? 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 Scribd. Scribd. I didn't, re- I didn't know For it was Audible. a flat. Yeah. I thought Scribd was a monthly prescription, but he said it was a flat fee. And you get access to all of their- The catalog. whole catalog. I like that. And it's not <laughs> It's not Amazon, you know. The Shock that Doctrine, was. the Northman happening. There were a lot of- And now I need to go back because I gave a offline recommendation and then I got a separate Reza Aslan yeah. profit recommendation. I'm like- yeah, he's feeding into your <laughs> obsessive compulsive <laughs> problems. That's okay. I did not I did not list that out cuz she's not been officially diagnosed, but you know, I do have I do tend to swallow myself in one topic and never come up for air, but it really soothes me to know every single detail that I possibly could. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Hey. I this is you. look, you've gone on a whole mental health journey with me too, so you <laughs> He's like, look, I wasn't an expert on mental health before this podcast. However, <laughs> I do know some things. I know a few things. You know, this is good. Oh, what a uh, what a cool, cool person. Okay. Also, I knew you got hot and fired with that shooting them baskets of those shitty books. I you saw I your cheeks and your dimple. That shit was like ding. <laughs> Listen, I love, no one is new here. They know that I love controversy and I love mess. Um, and whenever, whenever I can shit on a book, it's a good day. <laughs> and so the fact that there's going to be a page dedicated to shitting on books that are terrible and hurtful, I've already got, I've already got my suggestion. I, I got a couple. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to write my letter. I can't wait. 
Oh, yes, because we want some notes still. Yes. I, I can't wait. I'm literally over the moon about this. I can't wait to see what everyone else sends in. Me too. That's a hilarious. I, I found that really, really hilarious. I don't know. Yeah. That's so funny to me. I mm. think he's awesome. Yes. Oh, my God. That was a great way to end our first season. We have had a really unbelievable crop of friends come in and share themselves and their time on Saturdays. We've been doing this and people have given a lot of time because even outside of just the normal chatting, we ask people to stay on. They have to come on a little early. There's the whole back um, side of it, but we are to everyone who's come on. This has been the coolest experience. And I am, it has really been so helpful and so unbelievable to know that we have all of these relationships that sometimes you don't realize that there is a reciprocation on the other end. And those people that you care so deeply about and have relationships with, you are also a friend in their head. And it's been really cool to meet as in person as we could, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel... Like, I know every one of them way more better now. And I find myself engaging more with their content now because I'm like, I know this person. Oh, hell yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're friends for real now. Like, I'm, I'm going to be going to Ireland soon. And then maybe I'll head to Tokyo. I'm going to New York. <laughs> I'm going to Las Vegas, you know? I'm, yeah. I know these people. So I feel, I feel really honored. I feel... I'm ex- I'm just ecstatic. I, I'm ecstatic to be a co-host, friend. Friends, so sweet. I love, I you. love you. I I adore you. I am so. It, everything happens for a reason, and I we were meant to come together and bring all of these other people together. And you're so right. I have I've been interacting more with these people, but I've also seen. Sydney commenting on your videos and like I see all of those things or like I'll see your because I'm sure that the algorithm is like hey you too (laughs) but I see your comments everywhere and I it just makes me feel so like we have a friend circle it's it's really and just to like really list out how deep this is Keese, Maya, Brie, I feel like Whitney Houston right now. Oh my God! Remember in the the speech, the award speech, Keith, Maya, Bree, Kyle, Patricia, Tori, Sydney, Brianna, Beth, Lee, Adrian, Jen, Sarah, Diki, Sarah, Janessa, Min, Joanna, Arlen, Nathan, Johnny. Ah! ah! We have met some of the coolest freaking people. They are Absolutely. so. I mean, we. Re- I'm impressed with all of them. I'm impressed with us. Yes. <laughs> you damn right. I'm impressed. Wait a minute. I don't have it close enough, but friend, we've we've come a long way. With that being said, you guys, please make sure you are following us on our social medias. We are on TikTok at Sierra.Ann.Ryan. And we're also on YouTube at Sierra.Ann.Ryan.TalkTalk. You can listen to us uh, on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. And of course, we're on YouTube. So do that. Do that thing. 
And our new <laughs> Disney Plus show will be airing in January of 2023. <laughs> I'm manifesting. You know what I'm saying? Fingers we crossed. got some months. Yeah, we've got time. Yeah, we have time. <laughs> You're damn right. Disney, send a check. All right. <laughs> and we had our final talk. We did. Wow. We did it. Season one that was one for the books. Had to be a little corny, you know what I mean? It's okay. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I love you, friend. I love you. Ah.